I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I don't care if you mob deep. I hold triggers to cruise. You little fuck. I get money stacks bigger than you. When I was pushing weight back in 88, you was a ballerina. I got your pictures. I seen you. Then you dropped shook ones, switched your demeanor. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. Rockefeller, students of the game. We pass the classes. Nobody can read you dudes like we do. Don't let them gas you like Jigga is ass and won't clap you. Trust me on this one. I'll detach you. Mind from spirit, body from soul. Don't have to hold a mask. Put your body in a hole. No, you're not on my level. Hey, how y'all guys doing? Um, this is another episode of the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, it's a Tuesday, mm-hmm. which means fresh out of the joint. He is back. The legendary Dre, J. Triz, now is original to you, uh, if you don't know. What's up, J. Triz? What's up, man? I appreciate y'all posting Bill. Hey, no problem, man. You know, uh, I told everybody you was at diversity training last week, but, <laughs> you know, uh, it was taking us a while to get the funds up, but we got you out. Well, you know, you say whatever you need to say to keep the man off my back. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, Jay Trill, man, got me officially a birthday present today. I gotta show everybody the camera. Um, got that Crown Royal Blizzak. So, you know, it's gonna be getting shot by the police for not doing nothing. <laughs> That's my favorite crime. And plus, I got the bag, and I'm already using it to keep my remote controls in order in here. So, <laughs> so it's, it's got to be lost again. It's, yeah, Crown Royal Black is like the official alcohol of the show because it served two purposes. <laughs> you got your bag, and you got your, and you got your alcohol. I did see somebody using the Puma bag as a regular bag. Because <laughs> you know Pumas come now they yeah they, in the orange bag that they a put bag? the box in. Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's like a mesh bag. What if they had a the big shit? ass Crown Royal bag? You could use it like a purse or some shit. I <laughs> so, bet you they you do, know, probably somewhere. You know what old women's do? Mm-hmm. Like, hold on, baby. Let me get. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get some... my hot sauce out of here. You don't like the way that tastes, baby. Yeah. Oh, you went. We in church and the babies want some candy. I got some peppermints in my Crown Royal bag, that's baby. How, that's how I found out about Crown Royal when old I was lady. younger. I said, "Yeah, it was an old lady. She had. Mm-hmm. She was using a, a pocketbook bag." Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Hand me some change out of my bag, baby. It's in the Crown Royal bag. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's uh, Tuesday. Uh, a lot of news going on, of course. It is my birthday. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm officially old now. Um, <laughs> what's, what's officially old? Uh, let's see. This will be 36 this year. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't complain. I'm living my dream. Mm-hmm. So ain't nothing bad to say about that shit. I know it's so. Um, and the uh, alternative to getting older is, of course, dying. So I'm right. Just, so I'm just gonna ride this getting yeah, old thing out. Chalk it up for the win. Um, a lot of people didn't think I'd make it this far, but uh, I have, and I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still standing strong. So um, now we also have other stuff. By the way, like I know I'm old though uh, because I officially get excited about old people shit. I'm like, what? I know, like, I know I do. Like, I woke up yesterday at like 7 in the morning and couldn't wait. Like, I thought about it all night. I could not wait to go to Target and buy a crock pot. <laughs> like, it was a big fucking deal, man. And I shot for that shit like you shot for a car. Like, I was looking at all the crock pots, turning them around, right. looking at the settings. You did a great job. Trying to find, like, which buttons I prefer, which, you know, do I need the IntelliCook uh, setting? 
or do i want to just go with the the way i've been using it you know uh do i need the electronic timer because some of them just have a setting and you need to time it yourself and then some of them need that light on there to tell you like hey it's gonna be eight hours then it's gonna be four like i needed all that stuff to tell me what was going on and um yeah you know it's funny because at the time of the day that i go shopping it's normally just me housewives and old women and maybe people coming from the gym right so it's always like a bunch of women and old people looking at me like, what is this big ass nigga doing in here? Don't he got a job? Don't shopping they got something for, to do? Shopping for olive oil containers. <laughs> yes, because all the crock pots and spray bottles and shit in the middle of the day. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's like officially old people. The other thing I get excited about too, man, pajama pants. I know shoes. <laughs> nice house shoes that cost like $30 and shit, not the ones you get from Walmart that don't fit right, but the kind that got the string all the way around so you can tighten it to your own needs. Like that kind where they don't roll over on the side and shit because they cheap. <laughs> like I get excited about those. Like, like, and then, you know, it's funny because like you appreciate these purchases. Like I'll hop out of the shower and I'll be like, I don't got to put on socks. I'll put on my luxurious housewoman sneaker shoes, <laughs> sandal things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I look forward to that. Like, yeah, I don't have to worry about my feet getting ashy in these. It's amazing, dog. This is some grown man shit. Yeah, you went uh, uh, crockpot shopping. That's like going car shopping, too, because they got so many models in. And, yeah, I'm glad you went, because we'd have both went. We'd have both been in there forever, because, like, I, I like the old fancy shit. And yeah. he'd, he'd have had to try to, you know, when you go in, you have to talk somebody down. Mm-hmm. We'd have had to meet a half. I was like, yeah, I want the buttons. I want the one you can cook in the container. He'd be like, well, you know we don't need all that. I'd be well, like, you, okay, well, we'll you, compromise. You know what's funny is um, they they didn't, the crockpots weren't that expensive. Uh, I think, the, well, I say that. They can get up in price. I don't Ooh. know what your, I don't know what how much you think that crock pot costs. So I don't even know. <laughs> okay. I actually don't know if, if I'm, if it was expensive or not, but like, you they know, get up in price, depending on the what highest one get. I saw was like 70. And the only reason I didn't get it is cause it actually did less shit than the ones that I wanted. Oh, well, like the thing that make some of them cost more is that they're portable. Oh, okay. And I don't, okay. I don't give a fuck about portability. I'm not planning on taking this good food anywhere for anyone else. I it's, know it's always going to be cooking right here. It's all shit. No, get your own. Now, the right. question is, though, are you clipping coupons yet? Mm-mm. He ain't got to that point yet. Now, yeah, I'm still at oh, the... Oh, you ain't that old. You still yeah. a young old. You still... An yeah. old person will still come up and disrespect you. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I call you a young boy. Right. Yeah. I'm still you at still the... still behind the ears, boy. I'm still at the, oh, they got buy one, get one free in my brain. Like, I'm still, I'm still at that level. It's like, oh, this is the VIP MVP shopper saver deal? Cool. Let me throw two of those in the bucket. Yeah, he ain't got serious. You ain't coupon clipping yet. Yeah, when you start coupon clipping, I, I feel like old people will stop calling you boy mm-hmm. at that point. Cause right They'll now. They'll start respecting a, you. A old black man will still call you boy. Yeah, hey, two old. Get over here. Two, <laughs> two old women did get in front of me in line and they was arguing the whole time. And I got out of that line because I knew they was going to have coupons. I didn't even need to see it. <laughs> I was just oh. like, I can go, I can go self check out or something because y'all definitely got coupons. Y'all, the way y'all bickering over this, you know, I told you get six Pepsis and two Sprites. Cause that's like, what the, that was the sale was. Mm, that's what the coupons say. You got to get six Pepsis and then two Coca Cola products, and we're gonna talk them into those <laughs> being Sprites. Right, cause cause we old and damn it, they gonna give it to us, cause we live long enough, we earned it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing about the crockpot, uh, I think I was he was excited to buy it, and I was excited when I walked my black ass in here and seen that crockpot. I was like, yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I set it I'm all like, up. Brand new crockpot. Set it all up, uh, and I was so excited. I went and got food to make in the crockpot. 
<laughs> that day like i was like well, let's see if it worked might have to go back you never know gotta see if it worked man so i made some um some zucchini stew again uh although i realized that the last time i made it i am in my error i actually made it better, better. Mm-hmm. like i i use half tomato sauce and then half just uh tomatoes mm-hmm. and this time but you're supposed to just use all like tomatoes and shit so this time i did it right man this shit turned out so much worse watery. it was so watery it, yeah like never again dog y'all won't catch me twice with now, that you shit use the whole tomato or you got tomato nah, oh no nah, it's like um you you cut them up it's it's a uh, peeled whole tomato or oh, peeled okay. peeled diced tomatoes yeah, or some shit. but it don't even matter tomato sauce was the key to the first time i made it it was it so it, good because it, it made it thicker mm-hmm because he did it by accident i was like oh this right here is good and yeah i i was uh very excited it was all fancy and push buttons because the other crock pot we've had we've had that crock pot for many 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 years we we actually had it years before we even started cooking we we're actually heavily cooking with it and uh what happened was that it got a crack and i was like okay cool i can deal with the crack but then i looked and the crack actually started separating well, yeah, we like, cooked. We work. cooked the crack in our last crock, crock pot. That's yeah. how much we used. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, we literally cooked the crack in it, and and the crack started getting wider and wider. <laughs> no, got, y'all got to change how y'all say we cooked the crack in, in it. Cr- yeah, well, it's Pyrex. You know what I mean? Got to Pyrex. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know what? Depending on who listening to this, it might be. <laughs> hey, you know what though? If we knew how to like crock pot crack, man, we would be the richest motherfuckers in the world. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Like that'll be some real ass shit, man. We'll that'll be like revolutionary drug dealing if we, right. I wouldn't tell a soul. Yeah, you just leave the crack on all day for like for eight, eight hours. hours. <laughs> you want the back. good shit? I leave it on for ten. Yeah, put the crack in the warmer. Put the crack in the warmer, guys. It's, we can't let the crack almost, burn. Yeah, it's almost done. It's almost. Did you put done. a little bit of water in the crack? Cause you know if you don't, it overburn. Yeah, and I get all my recipes off of like allrecipes.com, y'all. I don't know. Well, not all of them, but I don't. It's nothing fancy. It's all internet shit, and then I just change it up. Uh, according to the shit that I've learned over time. Right. You know, like, there's certain things that, uh, I've noticed. Um, a lot of these recipes are by white people. No offense, white right, people. Cause they're so f- bland. You be like, but oh, what the fuck is this? A lot of them like their food bland. And I don't just mean absence of salt. I mean, absence of flavor. Yeah. Um, a lot of them just like it bland, but that's like a base instruction guide to start with. You know right. what I mean? Um, Cause I actually don't like a lot of salt in my food. Right. Um, so I can deal with that. So sometimes they'll say shit like add old bay seasoning. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, nope. Cause you add that shit and it tastes like you eating a salt sandwich or whatever. Right. But, um, yeah, old bay is nothing but salt. It's I don't just know why salt. I don't know it's not full of salt. Nigga, I see, I see <laughs> recipes with instructions like, uh, add a tablespoon of salt and then two tablespoons of old bay. You mean add salt to the salt? <laughs> <laughs> Just double salt it. Cause that makes no sense. Old bay is strong. Yeah. Like if you putting the Italian season or all this shit on your stuff, you don't really need to add salt most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention a lot of regular ass like stuff that you put in a crock pot, like, cause a crock pot normally includes a lot of like canned stuff or whatever, like, you know, most of the time, that shit got salt in it, too. Right. You know, and if you judge me for using canned shit, bitch, I ain't a chef. Fuck you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I know I know my food be good when it's done, but. It do. It it be really, really good. I have no clue. The only thing I really had mastered is chicken in the crock pot because it always come out dry. Yeah, I figured some stuff around it, but I don't know. It's not, it's not the best. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't like the way it gets stringy in there. 
Yeah, and I do give you credit. You, you came a long way from that first time you did it because I think the first time you did, you added all this water, and I was like, it don't, it don't need where all this water come from. To what? The crock pot. Oh, you asked me, did you need to add water? I don't remember this. I do. The first time you cooked it, you was like, do I need to add water to the crock pot? Yeah, but I didn't, did I? I don't think you did. Did you? Yeah, I, don't, I don't think you did. I don't think I've okay. ever fucked up a meal in the crock pot yet, but not that it's impossible. I mean, I know you have a couple L's on your history. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, messing, oh. messing with that chicken. <laughs> like, that, that chicken's used. I didn't know it was going to dry it out. It took like, man, it took like three or four ma- bad meals for I was just like, Karen, listen, we got to stop with the chicken. It's not working. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know. You know I was going to find something because... I, I realized that uh, I haven't tried it in a while because cause you like, well, fuck it. So I'll just don't try no more chicken. But um, I'm pretty sure it has to be a way around it. I think a lot of it is, I know you remember you were talking to Sarah J, which I didn't think about it, putting like a lot of your. Yeah, you put the chicken on the top. That's 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 the thing. You got to put the vegetables and the stuff, filling all that shit on the bottom. And then you lay the chicken on the top and let it cook up so that it doesn't get in the sauce and get all stringy and shit. True, well, true, and also depending on what what type of chicken you make it in, I would probably do like the potatoes and the carrots, your hard stuff. I wouldn't put none of my soft stuff down on the bottom. Yeah, well, that's what she said. Anyway, she figured she know better than me. Who was calling me? My mom is calling me live on the air. Like, we're not doing a show right now. You know she don't keep track of what we do, yeah. sir. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you should answer. Go ahead and answer. No, nah, I'm sure she just wished me happy birthday. She texted me happy birthday earlier. So. Oh um but yeah they um like so yeah those are some just grown-up shit little shit you know what else i got excited about this week i was looking on tv i saw an advertisement for this um uh, i forget the name of the product but it was like cleaner for your bathroom it was like mold cleaner for your bathtub Mm -hmm. and you spray it on the sprays on like white or blue and then it turns white Mm -hmm. when it when when it's done working Mm mm-hmm and I was excited, like, ooh, that helped get the club tub clean. Right. Like, it was a big deal to me. Right. I was like, oh, thank God. You know, I've been worried about this mold in here. So, uh, yeah, man, that's the kind of shit I get excited about, man, because uh, I'm a, I'm an adult now. Yeah, it's still, the only thing about it is that no matter what you do, shit just requires scrubbing. Yeah. And it's one of them things where you like, that's a part of being old, too, where you willing to scrub shit and you not like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man. So those, those are some of my things I get excited about as an older person now. You know, going to the wide five in the morning. Um, you know, not get, having a lot of traffic on the way to places, shit like that. Grown up shit. <laughs> Nigga, that traffic in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and especially on the way here, it wasn't even an accident. Mm, it's, it's just, just people there. just stopped like right after the um right. West Boulevard exit. Between normally uh, right around there, it's congested. Then it clears up. Are you coming from downtown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, right right around the the, the West Boulevard, right around Clint, after you Clinton Road, Road, right yeah. around that exit. For some reason, traffic just cuts around that corner real heavy. Once you pass that corner, it moves. But you were like, "What the fuck is?" And you know, I think a it's the way scare people. <laughs> I, I don't know if they slow down, but but I know it's time. It's like a curve, and everybody just slow down. And I was saying, pick up. I think it may be the way that the traffic is designed because you have people coming from eighty five, you have people merging from seventy seven, you have people merging from West Boulevard, Tucker CG, and Clinton on to that road. So I think it's like all the people merging on at once. Cause yeah, I get mad when I pass that area. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And um, did somebody die? Somebody get shot? Cause y'all ain't going nowhere. 
That shit made me mad today because there wasn't no accident. Yeah, it it, just, you know what's sad though when you cross that over into that level of rage where something is so inconvenient that you start wishing ill on people because you <laughs> like because technically you driving going yo it better be somebody fucking like decapitated up in my because if I ride past this shit and everybody's okay and nobody's hurt and everybody's I'm going mad. home to their family and their kids gonna be fine and nobody's gonna have to drop out of college because they dad didn't didn't die in a wreck I'm gonna be pissed <laughs> I am gonna be pissed that y'all just took my time damn it ain't nobody in a wreck y'all motherfuckers <laughs> yep. it's sad but it does happen man uh, another pro tip, man, for uh, the house husbands and house women's. Um, it, you know, like one of the best things about living in an apartment that nobody ever talks about when they live in a house is um, I don't have to do anything Mm-mm. when shit breaks. Mm-mm. I mean, I do certain things, like I replace the light bulb and in, in the uh, light above the um, the stove because mm-hmm. I felt like it. But I didn't have to do that. Right. I could have just put in a work order and let some other motherfucker come here and do that shit. Right. Um, when uh, there was a the um, stopper on the toilet, I mean not the toilet, the stopper on the in the tub, mm-hmm. it broke for some kind of weird reason, and uh, I could have replaced. I could went to Home Depot, Lowe's, or some shit. But I just called up, the, you know, put a little work order in, like y'all come fix my shit, you know. And it's one of those things where it seems simple. But then when I seen what he had to do and go in there and take out the old one and use mm-hmm. all these tools, mm-hmm. and then you couldn't take a shower in the tub for out for two days, right? Um, I was like, mm, glad I didn't have to do that myself. Right. Might have fucked it up. Who knows? Right. And that's why I know that people talking about you pay too much for rent. No, I'm paying for motherfuckers to fix their shit. That's why I'm paying more for rent. But one thing I did notice, uh, as a pro tip to try to help people out, I don't like when repairmen have to come in my house. Or my apartment, period. I don't like other people in here unless they're invited and I know them. True. So they come in the house and it's like always uncomfortable. And sometimes they try to make small talk and I don't know what to do with that. Like, am I overseeing you? Am I not? Am I supposed to be trying to help? Am I not? <laughs> like, sometimes people come and they're like, like when people came to move the couch in, I like go over by the kitchen and start doing dishes or something. So I have something to do. So right. it's like, Hey, we're all working. I mean, not me as hard as you. <laughs> right. And no, I won't help you with the couch, but. It's like we're all in this together in a way. Anyway, get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> so what I decided is whenever I have a repairman come over to the house, I'm always going to leave some unpleasant smelling out so that they'll leave quickly. Don't do that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I did it by accident and it worked. Like I made, <laughs> I made chicken the night before and I forgot that I left the, you know, if you leave chicken. Or the, seafood. Um, or seafood. That's correct, Karen. Um if you leave those in the in the in the um in the uh, garbage without taking it out that night or wrapping it up, no, a lot of times in the morning it just won't smell right, you know. No, it won't. Everything gonna stink. Yeah. So I forgot uh, that that's what was going on. Um, so the dude came to fix the tub thing, and like I, I I left the house. I went to go get something to eat or whatever, and I came back, and I saw his keys were in the door. So I was like, oh, he must already be in here. He was working real fast, like trying to get in and out. And then, like when he left, he didn't even really speak. He was like, "Hey, yeah, how you doing? All right, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. All right, bye." And, like went outside. Ah! And I noticed when I came in, I was like, "What is that smell?" Oh Lord, <laughs> you're that, trying to kill him. Is that him? Like, did he come in and use the bathroom or something? It stinks really bad. And he left, and I realized, oh, it's the garbage 
in the kitchen and he left because it smells so bad with the chicken you know what i mean i wrapped up the garbage took it out you know got you know got the house smelling better but i think they should like have an incense or something that you could burn when you, when you don't want company <laughs> you know what i mean like the time to go incense like it could just smell like indian food or like a diaper or yeah, like piss. yeah pit well i don't know piss isn't strong enough i mean i don't know what your piss smell like but it's not a strong <laughs> enough smell for most people to leave but they got that uh marijuana smell now nah, that's some of us. Everybody come over and hang out, smell. Right, that'll draw people in here. Yeah, hey man, you got something to eat? No, that's different. I want like a smell that makes people be like, it's time to go. And people say, ew. Yeah, I want people to go. Yeah, this is terrible. If they had an incense that smelled like rotting chicken, oh, I mean, I would keep it in a special place and I would only burn it like once, like whenever you have like a, a party and like it's time to go. Right, of like, oh, let me burn the rotten chicken incense. A fish, fish, yeah. uh, shellfish. Yeah, yeah. I just like to burn it. Just be like, all right, and then people would know, like, oh, he burning that incense. It's time to go. You know, he obviously is politely saying, "Get the fuck out." So, <laughs> politely. You know, that's all I was thinking anyway. Um. So yeah, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes, iTunes, and Stitcher, and uh, we'll read that shit and uh it doesn't even matter what you have to say about the show just make it five stars good or bad um what else is i gonna talk about oh wait i have more shit i want to say um is there anything well like i noticed this when we went to the hotel uh in pennsylvania to see my brother um get married mm-hmm. uh, is there anything more sophisticated sounding but less, but like more of a letdown and basic than the, the words continental breakfast. Man, listen. Continental breakfast sounds so fucking fancy. Like you need to wear a suit and classical music will be playing and, Mm-mm. uh, you, you know, you're going to get down there and the chef will serve you. Right. You know, salmon and all this shit. But it's just cold muffins and shit. You know what I mean? It's like orange juice that comes in shot glasses. There's nothing. Right. There's nothing. There's nothing great about it. And like, what continent is the continental breakfast from anyway? Because it feels like Africa, man. Like <laughs> the selection is always terrible. The eggs are like barely protein, if that. Like, <laughs> how do you make fake eggs too? They how do you make fake eggs? They don't have real eggs. No, I worked at a lot of. Is there an egg crisis going on in America that I'm not aware of? They have like liquid eggs, like literally li- like eggs that are in the form of liquid. They're but like- they come out like blocks and shit. They don't even look right. It's just I. <laughs> and you make me think because we went and uh, you know how sometimes you go to places that have like pancakes, mm-hmm. and me and Roger went to this machine. And the machine was like, if you push the button, a pancake will pop out on the side. I looked at was like, what the fuck is this? And it did. Yes, it did. I was shocked. I, I pushed it just for the hell of it. I was like, let me see if this shit works. Pancake machine, dude. The fuck is going on with humanity All that, right. we, that we let this happen to ourselves? Ain't nobody back there cooking no shit. That machine was like, nope, here's your pancake. Now, here's a pro tip for the continental breakfast. If you guys ever at a hotel, take the coffee cup. And use that to do to pour your orange juice and your apple juice in. I was working that, yes. Because the fucking little cups, shot glasses that they give you for the juice, one, they're clear, they can see through them. But then two, 
they're small as shit. One sip and you got to go back up and get some more juice. <laughs> right. If you put it in a coffee cup, that's more than enough juice. All you got to do is put a lid on it and pretend that it's hot before sipping it. That's what I did. And blowing it. There you go. <laughs> and then you drink you some juice, man. Yeah, now, you don't take cold. your own cup? Because I have a, like a travel cup I'll take with me when I go places. Um, um Not really because a travel cup to me is work. You know, I don't like... Not that you're, not that you don't have a, that's a, I think what you're doing is a superior, a superior system, but I just don't want, to me it's just one more thing to clean, to make sure I don't leave in a hotel room, to, you know, to, to, to find, like, there's no dishwashers up there, there's no, you know, I gotta clean it by hand, so. No, your travel cup is fancy, I'm I'm talking Mm. about like. A Chick-fil-A styrofoam cup that's gonna keep the drinks colder because it's styrofoam, but at the same time. It's a regular size cup, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, like it got a straw, like it's covered, so I don't have to worry about it spilling shit all the time. But oh no, that's smart. I just never thought of it. I can yeah. just I can rinse it out in the sink, keep going, put ice in it. Whatever, uh-huh. you know, if I stop somewhere, I can put ice in it. They're not challenging it really. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's smart. But uh, we don't be playing like that though. Oh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got little travel pillows and everything. <laughs> I got one you can um you can blow in it and inflate it. Oh. Wrap around your neck. It's supposed to be an airplane pillow, but I use it in the car too. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two purposes. I got it, yeah, I got it for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? You got your money's worth then. All right, yeah. we got. Oh wait, I'm, I'm old. I'm old. I'm already. No, that's old. no, that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's an old person move, man. I don't want to be inconvenienced. We get old, man. We get old. That's the kind of shit you think of. You know, like I think I think of shit like, like that. What's time. the least amount of work? Yeah. Like, what's going to make me the most comfortable? I don't really care how it makes me look, you know? Right. Like, what is making me, my day went the most smoothly because I did this shit instead of the cool shit, yep. you know? I finally got me some travel pants, like, um. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, because, like, you know, like, now I don't I, I don't really want to wear the pajama pants to travel in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I got me some jogging pants for the, um, when it's cooler, that's, that's comfortable to travel in, and they not. You know, they're not uncomfortable in the car, but I can travel them now. I don't care yeah. about okay. getting them dirty, none of that shit. You know, one of the oldest things I did when we went to the wedding reception, brought a change of clothes. Uh, yeah. S- smart. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be uncomfortable in this suit all day. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I own my own business now. Fuck you. You judge, <laughs> you judge me because I got on fucking slacks and a polo instead of a suit and tie? Fuck you. Yeah, I even bought a tote. They had our change of clothes in yeah. there, change of shoes, like... I changed my whole outfit and put some flats on because I know I was going to dance. I was like, you can't dance to be cute, no heels. All right. Like when I go to Target now and I'm shopping for, you know, a crock pot or olive oil dispenser or whatever the fuck it is I'm looking at, sometimes people look at me like, oh, my God, you scared me. Maybe this black dude is following me around trying to look at my ass. I'm like, <laughs> bitch, if you don't get from in front of the crock pots. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care anymore. Like this is about my comfort now. Like, I, I understand that you're scared, but you know what? I'm scared. I'm scared I'm going to miss a sale on these crockpots, so you need to move out the way. <laughs> I'm scared right. to go in the toy section and look at the toy guns for my nephew. Right. Mm-hmm. It used to be. Now I'm not, though. Oh. What are they going to do? And, and, you know, and I thank you for getting the olive oil thing, because, you know, that, that, you know, and that's a woman's thing, because I was like, um, we use this olive oil, like, dispenser, and I love it because I don't go through much olive oil. Oh. I, yeah, it saves I, on olive oil. I'm gonna have to check this out. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does save. It only costs like it only costs like three or four dollars, depending on where you yeah, shop. Yeah, it saves on olive oil because you know if you use the olive oil a lot of times in the original can, it plops out really hard, 
and a lot of times you end up using more, running through it quick. Mm-hmm. But this, like, it's almost like a drizzle, mm-hmm. so you don't oh, use it's a as pour. much. Yeah, it's just a pour. Yeah, oh, okay. it has a little, uh, like a little, little top on the end, and it drizzles. And the old one was leaking, and so yeah, I, I sent Rogers to the store to get a replacement because I was like, oh, that's what I, I use them pours in my um and my liquor too. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I can pour it in there like I need. It's not running dry on the side of the bottle. I right. hate that. Smart. Smart. Very smart. I didn't, I didn't think about it for my oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, man. I, I need that. It's good, It's man. the best thing ever. Uh, all right. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. And Justin messed it up. Bullet ball extreme is the correct answer. <laughs> it was your birthday. Was I was letting you do it. Um, Sure you are, buddy. Sure you are. <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting. I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. I understood um and bullet ball extreme oh there we go <laughs> justin's here guys justin showed up <laughs> um all right we got a ton of news man i guess okay god we got so much news i'm just gonna try to go through different news as fast as possible okay because we need we took that time off so a lot of shit piled up and justin's one of the few people i trust to actually uh be here and let us get caught up on the news uh so um remember how for a while they were doing executions with uh and you know like where they inject you mm-hmm. and motherfuckers wasn't dying and it was becoming cruel and unusual punishment oh they right. weren't they weren't dying yeah it was taking too long yeah. like they would be fucked up but then it would take like seven hours for them to die instead of the two minutes it was supposed to take yeah because because what happened was that the uh cocktail that they used to use for drugs the people who made the, it the uh pussy juice cocktail uh, yeah. Uh, well, the people who makes the pussy juice cocktail was like, we ain't killing no more pussies. You will not be buying this from us. So uh, they had to find something else to make these cocktails to kill people and make it quick. But what's been happening is that uh, a lot of states have been being sued because people have they've been making up their own quote unquote cocktails and not really experimenting and not really making sure they work properly and shit like that. So they've been injecting people and people been gasping. People been, you know, having heart attacks and they panic and close the sheets and shit and, and having, you know, family members and shit sitting there. Like this has happened several times. Now you gotta wonder, right? If it's like my family member who got killed and I came to witness your execution, it's kind of a bonus for me that it's not happening good for you. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like a moment where I'm secretly like, good, suffer you motherfucker. I hope you die slow as shit. Oh. I hope it hurts. Oh, you can't breathe? You can't yeah, breathe? I, well, that's how my daughter couldn't breathe or whatever. Like, I would probably be banging on the glass, talking shit <laughs> like I scored a touchdown on that nigga. Like, oh, Lord. oh what's wrong, bitch? Yeah, what's wrong now? And I wouldn't even go. Is it too painful for you, you little bitch? No. I wouldn't go. I'm pretty sure that's how I would be. Um, Because some crimes deserve that. I was wondering, why do they care if it take a little longer other than the fact that they might have to pay a little overtime? Mm-hmm. Um, because of because it's considered cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, which dying. is, illegal, which is really illegal. cares? Well, it's illegal if it's cruel and unusual punishment. Right. They it's supposed getting, to be quick. Even though they dying. Yeah, they're right. going to lose some type of lawsuit. That's all right. they're worried about. But what's quicker than a bullet to the head? I know. I agree. And cheaper. We decided that that's cruel and unusual, too. Ah, yes, we did. Who is the we? Yeah. Because I didn't get to vote on this. The white, who did this study? The white man who was killing us. Because <laughs> it's all black people on death row. I'm not even... You know what it is, man? Intellectually, I'm not for the death penalty. Me either. Intellectually, there's no fucking reason that we should be killing folks for shit. But 
emotionally i'm 110 percent for the death penalty certain shit i read i'm just like kill this nigga there's <laughs> nothing else i want i never want to see him again take him off of the earth i don't give a fuck how long it takes bye and most people on death penalty on death row end up dying in jail way before they i know ever execute them so i know i i i'm admitting it does not logically make sense nope and, and i just am that i get that mad like i read a crime today where an 18 year old kid choked this teacher then raped her and then stole her keys and threw a used condom in her purse and got caught five hours later by the police and i was like yeah just kill him oh. you know what i mean like eh, i'm good with it I'm like go ahead don't, don't worry about the you know let's not even worry about the habeas corpus let's just go ahead and take them straight to the lockup and put ah, a bullet in them go ahead and in in this yep. for you sir give them some of those drugs that barely work i'll watch i'm fine you want me to put the needle in them i'm good but anyway um come to find out they ran out of the old drug lethal injection drugs mm-hmm. so they started with the new injection they ran out mm-hmm. yeah and yeah so they switched to the new two drug cocktail which they make up them shells. Isn't it funny that they call it a cocktail? Right. Like Kahlua almond milk and dark rum is a cocktail. <laughs> right. And it tastes different yeah. every time. And according to who makes yeah. it, it might turn out to, y'all know when y'all This go- is a cocktail. That's a nice glass, by the way. Yeah. Go, go, go Tar Heels. My brother gave this to me right. for his, uh, as being one of his groomsmen. Uh, this is a cocktail. Right. Some shit you put in your arm to kill a nigga. Seem like we come up with a more like dangerous name. Yeah, sophisticated name. Because, venom. Venom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, venom. Like kill venom, him immediately. Venom makes way more sense than you gonna die, sir. Yeah. Hey, would you like a two drug cocktail? Well, of course I would. Let's get on this Cobra clutch. <laughs> <laughs> Hook me up to that. Right. Y'all know when y'all go order shit, depending on who the bartender is, it's gonna be different every time, and that's what's happening. You got different people making this and they said a lot of these companies they get these stuff from is not regulated like they should be so that that's well what happened this is what i'm getting to in this article apparently the drugs been have been purchased from a hospital that thought it was healing prison hospital patients oh (laughs) oh, so they lying to the people they lied to the hospital like yeah we're gonna use this to help them out According to the lens of New Orleans investigative nonprofit, the Louisiana Department of Corrections purchased 20 vials of hydromorphone from Lake Charles Memorial Hospital a week before the scheduled execu- execution of Christopher Sepulvado. I want, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the hospital started suing them because they was like, we would have never given this to you. We knew this was the purpose. Christopher Sepulvado, 70, was convicted of torturing and murdering his six year old stepson in 1992. Despite several successful challenges by his attorney, Sepulvado was finally scheduled to die on February 5th until the state ran out of pentobarbital, the drug that has been used for excuses since 2011. In January, corrections officials announced that they had purchased enough hydromorphone uh, to couple with midazolam, a sedative, in order to carry out the execution of his plan. The two-drug lethal cocktail has been involved in a number of horrifyingly long executions, including the 25-minute execution of Ohio inmate Dennis McGuire, the two-hour execution of Arizona inmate Joseph Woods, and the botched execution of Clayton Lockett. I feel bad for the people that had to sit there and watch it. Oh, you only watch it so much. Yeah, I only feel... I only feel bad for the people that wanted to watch them die, and it took too long, and they had to go. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you know because if you make a day of it i mean i can see why you know that's like uh the movie being too long you know it's like come on man i drove all the way out here to the end despite the state's significant efforts to hide the source of the drug hospital officials are now publicly discussing their involvement we were contacted back in january our pharmacist here at memorial from a pharmacist uh at the hunt medical center saying that they needed the drug hydromorphone for a medical patient at the time we complied with the request at no time did memorial believe or was led to believe that the drug would be used for execution right right because a i don't think they would have gave it and also the problem is that you have lawyers and people on death row suing um Want these want these states to tell them what is in it, and states are refusing, and judges are upholding privacy shit for the states to do whatever the fuck they want to. And I also I think because a lot of them are black people, so they really don't care about what the fuck you sticking them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of talk, caring about what the fuck you sticking people, oh, uh, the New York police have been sticking it to all of the superheroes and children characters who pose for photographs in Times Square. They've been handing out flyers telling tourists that tipping these people is optional. Oh. Why would they do that? It's part of an aggressive crackdown after a string of arrests of people dressed as characters who have gotten into confrontations with tourists or the police, including one dressed as Spider-Man charged last month with punching a police officer who intervened in a tipping dispute. Tipping is optional, the fly says in capital letters, printed in five languages in partnership with Times Square Alliance, which promotes area businesses. If you have any complaints, talk to a police officer or call 911. And... and and, and what's fucked up about it, you have most of them people that go out there, it's no problems and no issues. But then, like you say, you have these assholes or, or, that are demanding or looking at you crazy when it's not what they think they should get. And it causes problems. So I understand this. Yeah. And sometimes you see these like fights on YouTube and shit. And it's always funny because it's like a nigga dressed as Batman and he's like not even trying to talk like Bruce Wayne or nothing. Mm-mm. Like, come on, son. Come on, son. You right. want to rush me? Come on, give me my tip, bro. Right. Come and on. No, nigga, get your hands on me. I'm like, Batman is tripping. Right. And <laughs> they don't talk about the people that get out there that are very aggressive towards, you know, people and visitors making them feel uncomfortable. But I'm like, hey, fuck, here's some money just so you quit fucking harassing me. And don't talk about those people that are out there, too. Yeah, I don't mind the guys who dress up in costumes, me like, either. when they go to, like, premieres for movies and shit. Like, we had a black Spider-Man. We went to see Amazing Spider-Man, too. Uh, the other day, he had on a uh, uh, Spider-Man costume. I mean, mm-hmm. you couldn't see underneath it. Mm-mm. But I was pretty sure he was black because he was with a really fat white woman. Oh, Lord. So I was like, <laughs> you know, this brother's, you know, just trying to, you know, live his dream. But, as he the but he didn't demand a tip, which is completely different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I say. I'm not okay. against the idea of just wearing the costumes. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're harassing people you know and doing shit that spider-man wouldn't do you right because the dude was like dapping up brothers and shit at our um premiere and stuff and i was like you know some of the language he was using spider-man wouldn't say the n-word but Mm -mm. it's cool (laughs) would he though uh i don't think he would say it when we were around would he i don't know have you have you seen a special episode of the comic or something spider-man was black in one episode too wasn't uh he had a black girlfriend he went miles morales before uh who's black but uh he's like uh, 11 and i don't know i don't i don't 
I mean, it would be interesting to see him say the N-word, but I don't think he would. <laughs> like, either. y'all niggas are getting on my nerve. <laughs> I'm always fighting crime. <laughs> I got to, <laughs> why, why can't you niggas just get a job? You know, he, <laughs> you know, he always has jokes too. Like, it would be funny if he had, uh, racist jokes, including his other shit. That would be funny. He'd just show up and start talking about black people and shit. Like, oh, didn't have any Newport cigarettes to smell, to steal? Like, what? Spider Man, that is racist. <laughs> you really are a menace. J. Jonah Jameson was right. <laughs> it looks like the watermelon factory must have let out early today. Goddamn, Spider Man, now you hurt my feelings. Aww. I was just trying to rob this woman of her jewelry. I know he's going to be racist about it. Um, so yeah, tipping is optional, the flyers say printed in five different languages police said they arrested three more characters on sunday i mean saturday the first day the flies were handed out men dressed as spider-man iron man and elmo oh not elmo i'd arrest elmo just for showing up (laughs) (laughs) right you immediately get arrested dressing as elmo yeah why you want to play with the kids or something right that's what i be thinking like nah arrest, arrest elmo arrest that nigga right there uh police also gave another man dressed as iron man a court summons he doesn't show up in this costume or what? Apparently so. <laughs> what? It's it's me, your honor, Tony Stark. Didn't they get into a fight with each other? Uh yeah, well yeah, that was one with Batman fought Spider Man. <laughs> all we're all were charged with disorderly conduct for obstruction, pedestrians, traffic, while the man dressed as Spider Man faces an additional charge of aggressive solicitation. Sound like prostitution. He probably was. Come on, man. I web sling on your dick. I, I bet that's what he said to them people. I was looking at him like, I only speak your language. What? Mm-hmm. Y'all know I fight crime. Let me fight your ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had your ass ate by a man with spider sense? Oh, Lord. Dozens of people pressed, uh, dressed as characters, roamed the crowd to sidewalks and plaza around Times Square on any given day, stretching their arms out towards passing children, many in a somewhat ratty costumes. They typically carry laminated cards or pouches labeled with the word tips, which they wave at tourists after a photograph has been taken. The city's uh, highest officials have taken notice. Uh, Bill Bratton, the police commissioner, has expressed concern about the Elmo craze. Mayor Bill de Blasio says the behavior of the characters should be regulated. In interviews on Monday, men dressed as Elmo and Batman rejected the idea that they are no more than panhandlers in fancy dress. This is not a problem for me. This is good, Victor Aldea uh, said of the Flyers uh, after lifting up his Elmo head. He said he and other performers never insisted on the tip. They were set up for a child smile. Lying like shit. Right. Why the hell are you out there sweating that hot ass outfit then? I know mm-hmm. one thing. I will be charging. You'll have to pay me a tip too. It's required five dollar tip for each picture. And, and, mm-hmm. and, see, and see, that's the thing. Uh, when you well, go, I think they can't require it, or they lose the. Um, they you know, they have to get out of there. Right, and I think whenever you um, go to like a amusement park, then people get paid per hour. Why them costumes are hot? Like you're mm-hmm. you're basically working. You know, just for these pictures. And but shit. these people are freelance. They're not affiliated with anybody. They yeah, just do it on their own. Right. And that's the problem. It's like they say, it's no regulations to it. You know, you go out there as uh, a Pocahontas, you know, you got rules and regulations of what you can and can't do, what you can and can't say, how you interact with people. But when people are freelancing, that's the that's the problem you have. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of problems. Teen Choice Awards are nothing but drama this year. In addition to upsetting Uh-oh. Teen Vine stars, this cursed awards show also brought out the worst in a fully grown adult male DJ. Ain't they all they act as adults that y'all kind of da- double down to make them look like they're 15? 
I don't know. I didn't watch Teen Choice Awards. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about people like a lot of people do their shows are like in their early 20s or or like, you know, 1920. And they like water them down. You do have some children that do do the shows. But I've had the Teen Choice Awards. They It's just like MTV Awards. It doesn't matter who gets the awards. You don't have to be a teen to get an award. Okay. You can be, it's the teens. Oh. The teens are voting to pick to give the awards okay, to Okay, this people. is when they like vote for best athlete. Okay, all across the board or whatever. Yeah, okay. DJ Calvin Harris reportedly blocked his ex-girlfriend Rita Ora from performing at the awards, according to a source close to the situation. Ora, a London pop star known, as, known for her red lipstick and decent Beyonce covers, said yesterday that she didn't perform at the awards because Harris wouldn't let her sing the song he wrote when they were together, perfectly titled I Will Never Let You Down. He wrote and produced the song, so he has to approve anything TV-wise or told Ryan Seacrest on his radio show. He owns the rights to it and didn't approve the Teen Choice Awards. You write a song with somebody, and I guess there's some stuff that comes with it, she added, that she doesn't feel bad for herself in the situation, just her fans. Harris being obviously mean and wrong ex, the mean and wrong ex boyfriend that he is, clapped back on Twitter this morning with a statement. <laughs> Not clapped back. Mm-hmm, with a statement that wasn't a denial. He said, You only know one side of the story regarding Teen Choice Awards because I choose not to talk to the papers about every aspect of my personal life. But you just know I had a damn good reason. So. Uh, yeah, assholeness. Mm-hmm. So. Because regardless of how y'all get along, what does that have to do with her performing on the award show? I don't know, but I've been kind of off of Calvin Harris for a while because. I, I think all his songs sound alike. I don't even know who he is. Uh, I think you do know who he is. Well, I played some of his songs, I, oh, okay. I believe. I probably, yeah. I mean, like I say. He did a song with Rihanna. That's his most. He, he made this joint. I feel so close to you right now. I've heard this it's before. a force field. Not one of my favorite songs. I wear my heart up on my sleeve like a big deal. Your love bars down on me, surround me like a waterfall. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. part right there is in every one of his songs it feels like i can can dig that but yeah the song there's only so much i can take though justin like you know how like the first couple times you hear something and it's like oh this is what's up this is new fresh but then like if you hear a whole album of that same sound you're like well i mean this is a lot are you not gonna do nothing else this is it no i get it's like going to a show and keep hearing the same joke every week yeah Mm -hmm. like it's no offense to him but you know uh, he did We Found Love. Yeah, this is the song I really like. That is the YMCA song. Every last one of them has that shit right there. Right. And it hasn't even, the bass hasn't even dropped yet. Oh, 
song man yeah it drives you insane it's all the same anyway sorry they all are like that too all of them mm-hmm. uh maybe that's why he don't want her seeing other guys getting awards because mm, that's a good point she, she, realized, <laughs> she realizes it's the same shit right and she was like oh, oh oh you don't have no creativity okay uh we didn't cover the shooting instructor who died by being shot by a like nine-year-old girl that he gave a uzi to hilarious by accident uh he she shot the gun one time for like you know on because you can switch a uzi to just shoot one time per trigger pull sound like she caught strong mm-hmm. and then he he pulled it then he switched it to fully auto <gasps> and uh she couldn't handle the the kickback and this, shot him in the head she's got <laughs> nine uh i feel bad for the little girl right she gotta live with that shit for for the rest of her life for his stupidity yep but because um, you're the instructor yeah he's dead um it was captured good on camera him. good for him good for him yeah yep. he went out doing something he loved yep getting shot in the head we all love that apparently so no playing with guns and children yeah, well, <laughs> um, so you, you guys remember the ice bucket challenge that was going around as big for a while? Mm-hmm. Some firefighters got electrocuted. <laughs> Good damn. They did the ice bucket challenge <laughs> by a power line. Oh, nobody paid attention to that? Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy how water took down firefighters, though? Well, <laughs> it, what happened? What, <laughs> <laughs> like they, they kryptonite is water. <laughs> well, what happened was there were four firefighters that were shocked by a power line when they were helping students at the Campbellsville University, uh, I mean, at Campbellsville University perform the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. The firefighters were spraying the school's marching band on campus athletic field when they were shocked with two being severely injured. Captain Tony Gritter, 51, 41, and Simon A. Quinn, 22, were riding the ladder's bucket and closest to the power line, and they were airlifted to the University of Louisville Hospital and are being treated in the hospital's burn unit. Gritter remains in critical condition, and Quinn has been upgraded from serious to fair condition. Captain Steve Mars, 37, and Alex Johnson, 28, were also shocked by electricity traveling down the ladder. From talking with the power company technicians, if you get within a distance of three to four feet, the energy that surrounds a high-voltage wire will actually arc over onto another object. Campbellville Shit. Police Chief uh, Tim Hazlitt told WAVE, in this case, being the personnel, the personnel occupying the bucket. So, yeah, that was a shocking development there. <laughs> Very shocking. <laughs> Electrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knock me off my rocker. <laughs> yep. Ah! But, uh, yeah, man, that... You know, well, who gonna put the fire fire out then? I just say, I just say that's the most challenging the ice bucket challenge can get. Uh, well, they they topped the cake, they didn't turned, they? They turned it up a notch. Yeah, they definitely did. Turned down for what? Um, <laughs> but it's hilarious, man. That water did them in. Yeah. <laughs> water is their kryptonite, <laughs> but it should be their friend, right? Everybody's uh been making Adrian Peterson the martyr, but August twenty seventh, this news story came in. 
the ambassador of the equatorial of equatorial guinea is suspected of beating his daughter with a wooden chair leg but he can't be arrested because he has diplomatic immunity what nice what does that got to do with you committing a crime shout out the lethal weapon <laughs> arlington county police were caught wait what it has everything to do with you committing the crime. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity is literally you can't be tried for a crime in this country because you're not from here. That's that's what it means. You're a diplomat, so um, it's a form of legal immunity that ensures that uh, diplomats are given safe patch- passage and are considered not susceptible to lawsuit or prosecution under the co- host country's laws, although they can still be expelled. So you can kick them out back to their country. But you can't arrest them or take them to trial. Uh, so they can do what the fuck they want to do, and they like, oh, what you do is like, just get the fuck out? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know, but white folks get this with? I don't understand. Who created this? Well, I they're mean, technically, foreigners. I, don't, yeah. I can't even say that they're white. Yeah, technically a black person could get it from yeah, another country. Like, if they African, they could come from Africa. Arlington County police were called to the di- diplomatic residence Monday night for the report of a man beating a girl. Dustin Sternbeck said the girl sustained a significant laceration to her head, bruises, and a swollen eye. She was taken to Virginia Hospital Center. The diplomatic residence in the Washington suburb of Arlington, Virginia, is the home of Ambassador Ruben May Nassau Mangu. The news site ARLnow.com first reported the incident. A State Department official speaking under condition of anonymity said the agency was in contact with local authorities but could not discuss the incident further because such matters are handled through government-to-government channels. The official was not authorized to be quoted by name and insisted on anonymity. A person who answered the phone at the Embassy of Equatorial Guinea declined to discuss the incident Wednesday, but she said a girl was taken to the hospital. Late Wednesday, a woman who answered the telephone number provided by the embassy said the ambassador's 16-year-old daughter was fine and in good spirits <laughs> i doubt that <laughs> the woman who spoke in spanish refused to give her name she said the ambassador was busy hosting guests and could not talk to a reporter i know he was so, busy beating him with chairs i know adrian peterson wish he had some of that right now <laughs> yeah he still have his job wait does he want the immunity or he want that wooden leg both yeah <laughs> which way he want water mm-hmm. like damn it why couldn't i beat my child with the leg Apparently, there's a bunch of mysterious fake cell phone towers all over the United States, and nobody knows who's putting them up or what they're supposed to do, but they're not actual cell phone towers. Why did that end? Nobody knows. Who is creating these these Who got money to spend on fake towers? Right. Who is creating the Skynet and don't nobody know? Nobody knows. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Who got the time and the money and the effort? They'll be like, you know what? Let's create a cell phone tower, dog. They say, with most cell phones, you can't tell the difference. Um... But to uh, the, they have a special phone called a ESD Crypto Phone 500, which detected 17 bogus cell phone towers. So, so, do, so they don't send receive information. Nothing. They just dead like a tree. Yeah. They gonna so that shit gonna turn on one day, and and the transformers gonna come out the goddamn ground. Nobody knows who owns the towers. Uh, many are located near U.S. military bases. Mm-hmm. They said, "Who who who could be listening to calls around military bases? Um, military, right? Maybe. I bet that's some shit they put out there. They just ain't owning it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I mean, it's aliens. Somebody doing that shit. The Seventeen towers just don't pop up at the ground. I think it's the Illuminati. 
walmart workers are upset over silly new dress code employers anymore. <laughs> yeah so i can't wear my my basketball tights to the gym to, <laughs> to the uh work anymore several walmart employees are up in arms following the company's decision to change this dress code from a plain blue shirt and khakis <coughs> to one that requires a collared shirt and a vest yeah, because you're forcing, and odds are they're going to spend their own goddamn money after that 525 you pay them an hour because you're not going to probably and, give them a uniform. And a vest? That, that doesn't match. They must give you the vest, right? They'll probably give you the vest, but you know, you, <laughs> now you got to go buy another goddamn shirt because odds that, are they're not going to give you the shirt. But that don't match. They do that, first of all, they do that for like Wendy's. Like, it ain't special to Walmart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't like, oh no, why are you picking on Walmart? Like, Every minimum wage job has a weird, like, has some form of a dress code. It was weird to me that Walmart didn't have one, in my opinion. <laughs> blue? As you walk in there, you don't even. Blue t-shirts. Yeah, you don't even know who's working. You just hope That's that. That's true. You, you just hope talking to someone with a blue shirt means you're talking to an employee. <laughs> right person. You uh-uh. be talking to a nigga for 20 minutes, then they get, then you be like, yeah, man, so where are the basketballs? I don't work here. You know, one time I did have all some khakis and a blue polo on one day, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not going to Walmart. <laughs> not today. <laughs> and I needed to go. I yeah. had a manager yell at me, and I don't work at goddamn Walmart. <laughs> I had, like, it was raining. I had a poncho, and I was coming in from the rain. And he was like, hey, aren't you supposed to be out there getting the buckets? I said, mister, I don't work here. <laughs> yeah, I changed my mind. I I, thought, I literally thought about it. I was headed towards the Walmart there, and I was like, no, nah, not today. Because mm, I, I get asked enough motherfuckers want me to help them get shit down. Excuse me, sir. Can you can you help me reach this off the top uh, shelf? And I look at them, depending on who it is, I will look at them and be like, yeah, I got you. Other people are like, I don't work here, and I turn to keep moving. Right. Same thing with um Best Buy. I've I've done that at Best Buy before. I had on a blue khaki, a, a blue uh shirt and some khakis, and somebody come over and be like, sir, can you tell me where the hard drives are? I'm like, ma'am, I don't work here. Right. But, okay, to an extent, okay, my my view on this has changed because then, like you said, you went to ide- literally identify an employee better. I mean, uh, how niggas, about they just get their name on their shirts? Dog, even with the name on the shirt, shirt, they come in and like right. a black t-shirt and some damn basketball shorts. Yeah, I don't know what these at, niggas look like. At least with the vest, it's some form of like of identification. No, I'm saying, like, how about Walmart on their shirts? Like at McDonald's, it says McDonald's on the shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah, like even though they typically oh, okay. red or something like that, it still got McDonald's on the front. But well, a lot of times the logos mm-hmm. are so small, and most people don't pay that attention. Like, like you said, if you come in with any variation of them colors, you're gonna get asked a question. Well, starting September 29th, store associates can no longer show up to work without a collar. Although the company will pay for the required vest, employees are expected to foot the bill for the new shirts. Right. So did Target change? Are they forcing their employees to wear collars? Because Target has I mean, red t-shirts as well. Yeah. Now, the thing with Target is you don't have to worry about getting shot in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like a little bit of a leeway. A bonus. Uh, according to Walmart's corporate website, employees' average of full-time hourly wage is $12.92. Yeah, if you add the CEO in there. Right. Because what you don't is about $8, $9 an hour, if it's that much. With all due respect to the company, there is more of a financial burden to your family since this is our only source of income with my wife and two kids. One employee responded to the company's inter- internal site. We can hardly afford to live on my income now with us having to pay for a new uniform aside from the vest. It's silly. Nobody told you to have a wife. Yeah, first of all. Oh, Lord. Second of all, khakis are on sale two for $20. That's a song out now called Ain't Nothing to Cut That Bitch Off. What? 
I mean, do you not listen to rap music, sir? I mean, you work at Walmart. I'm assuming you do. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe you know what it is. His rap music ain't got no cussing in it. Yeah, you know he got the edited version. <laughs> yeah. Well, You're like, what are they saying? Cut that off? Well, it's, he needs to get some unedited versions. I know he buy bootleg CDs. <laughs> um, yeah, you got enough money for that? You can't afford a one polo? Yeah, cut that. Cut your wife off. Like, that's draining you right now. Just, why are you being a family man anyway? Look at this man I have being married, raising his kids and shit, being stable. Like, what is he thinking? You work at Walmart. You're not supposed to be responsible. Oh, Lord. Cut her off. Employees, find your mistress. Employees can now <laughs> wear can wear khakis or black pants or a blue white collar shirt or white collar shirt, so they now have more options as opposed to what they used to wear. I guess they have more options. Mm-hmm. How many variations of polo shirts are there? Long sleeve and short sleeve. I mean, Max. I mean, what was? But remember, before this, what was it? Just a t-shirt. They could wear t-shirts, blue polos. Mm-hmm. They could, as long as it was blue, they could wear what they want. Yeah, blue I feel sweaters. like they had. I feel like they had more options before. <laughs> yeah, blue sweaters. That's why I was like, what do they mean more options? I guess for the pants, but like the top. But my, I, I guess my thing. Well, my, you ain't tricking me. A color ain't gonna change the fact that I gotta wait four hours to check out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to be going to Target. I don't care what they... They can dress up in tuxedos. I'm going to Target. <laughs> um, women's, <laughs> women who are sick of white people in Brooklyn force neighbors out at gunpoint. Oh. White people keep moving to Brooklyn, driving up the rent prices. <laughs> yes, they do. This and, yeah, apparently two Brooklyn women have had a fuck enough. They were like, look, I'm tired of y'all coming in here hiking my prices, but I can't afford to stay here <laughs> they no saw more. What happened, they saw what happened to Harlem. Two Brooklyn women have been arrested after allegedly forcing tenants of Flatbush apart out of their apartment at gunpoint, robbing them, then squatting in the usurped home, reportedly because they were fed up with white people moving to the area. Well, what did they think was going to happen? They, it's white people. They are going to call the police on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you will get arrested now. Well, before they weren't going to come at all. Now they're going to be sure they come. Mm-hmm. Precious Parker and Sabrina James. Accosted a 34-year-old oh, man. That's the race. 34-year-old man, a 37-year-old man, a 25-year-old woman who live in the building on Ocean Ave. The pair allegedly threatened to kill the tenants if they didn't leave the apartment, according to police. Authorities say Parker and Jane stole $800 in cash and iPhone and personal information before forcing the occupants out of their home. The women were arrested Saturday, and while being questioned by police, one of the suspects allegedly said she didn't like that white people were moving into the area. <laughs> the suspects have been hit with a slew of charges, including robbery, burglary, unlawful imprisonment, criminal possession of a weapon, and menacing. Yeah, that's some ism for your ass right there. That's one way to fight against gentrification. <laughs> oh! You know? Spike Lee should have tried this. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I mean, <laughs> now he, would, he wouldn't have to worry about legal battles and stuff. This is quick and easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that doesn't come up more in more interrogations, you know? Sir, why'd you take the wallet from the... Well, I'm sick of these white people, honestly. <laughs> Crackers pissed me off. So I went and killed them all. Walking around, spending all his money while I have none. Yeah, I was supposed to just sit up here and let him be rich. Oh, Lord. He, I, I saw him the other day walking past down the street with a flat screen. I mean, why I can't get a flat screen? Because I'm black? I'm a black man? Uh, apparently so. My eyes can't see HD? Mm-mm. I wanted the Curve TV, too. He had the new Curve TV. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed he was in 1080p. Plus, he had a sound bar. I could hear the shit downstairs. I mean. Oh, Lord. Was I not supposed to rob him? <laughs> what would you do? Well. Hmm? 
Exactly. Exactly. So why are we here again? If anything, he the one should be in handcuffs right now. A frozen food critic. <laughs> a frozen food critic. Is he tears and stays the whole by himself in the mm. afternoons? <laughs> Might need to get him on list making good. <laughs> uh, he realizes what he's done and quits his show mid episode. <laughs> oh, so he just not realizing that uh, a lot of that stuff is is not good for you. He was filming his his TV show, the Frozen Mill Review Show, called Freezer Burns. Oh. Freezer burns. Which is probably what he tastes when he eats all this goddamn frozen food. And he was like, it was episode 692. We've been doing this for a while. And here he is. I, I think I could play the audio. It says it's a real meal. It says made with white meat chicken. There may be a little bit of white meat chicken. Because it says white meat chicken and rib meat. That's, I'm okay with it just being chicken and rib meat. But the fact that this is breaded means that that is basically breading with a hint, a hint of chicken on the inside. What are we doing, people? This is kid cuisine. We're feeding this to our kids? This is disgusting. I don't care if this is two bucks. They're going to want this, like, animated coloring page. They're going to be like, ooh, yay, I like Toothless. I love How to Train Your Dragon. They're gonna, and we're feeding this to people. This is a real meal. Like, I'm looking at this... These these um, ingredients, I don't recognize half of these ingredients. But this is horrible. Them. You know what? I, I can't do this anymore. This is horrible. We should not be feeding our kids this. We should not be eating this frozen food anymore. I'm done with this. Ah! Nobody else walked on to clean this up? That was done while wearing a shirt that says nuke it and taste it. Yeah. Six ninety it took him six hundred and ninety two episodes. <laughs> um but it was a kid's cuisine and uh he wasn't very uh happy with it. Yeah, people killing their kids with that bullshit. He told Adweek that Freezer Burns, a YouTube cottage industry with sponsors, merch and hundreds of episodes in the can had become depressing years ago. In 2012, with his with his initially college age audience getting younger, he tried to take make himself feel better by pivoting to market to moms. It didn't work. My average audience is 19. My oldest child is nearly 12. I'm nearly 40. He said, although he says the abrupt walkout over Kids Mill with the How to Train Your Dragon two tie in that he found especially gross wasn't staged. It sounds like it had been in the works for a while. Reviewing a garbage heap of uh, packaged food for college kids is a living after a fashion, and Ng was too cynical to uh, and marketing savvy to quit without an exit strategy. I would review a Hot Pocket over a vegan Indian meal because I knew the views would be 10 times more, larger. I could have reviewed what I wanted, but that wasn't my goal. I was in to build an audience, prove that you could monetize by owning a niche and fine-tune my camera presence. He told Adweek in an interview where he also hypes his next project. Sure, it's plausible that he had a sudden crisis of conscience and dropped the mic, but it would be a lot more believable if he hadn't reviewed a thousand of those horrible Hot Pockets and Kids cuisines first. But, yeah, that's, apparently it was too much, man. It was too much. He had enough of that sodium. Freezer burns. Mm, that's probably what his tongue is by now. 600-something episodes in. Uh, he must... The ID intellectually dis disabled or something. <laughs> Cause 
you you typically know after the first one. You know what I mean? Like you read mm-hmm. the ingredients, you look at it. You, well, taste you mean it. read? You mean try to pronounce? Because half of that shit has like fourteen letters, and nobody knows what the fuck. But that's my point. It took him six hundred episodes to realize he still doesn't know what those ingredients are. Right. Um, I, I blame him for that. Speaking of blaming men, apparently the army. This is written about in GQ magazine. Uh, the army is raping men like hotcakes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Sexual assault is alarmingly common in the U.S. military, and more than half of the victims are men. Right, but men are not going to come forward. According to the Pentagon, 38 military men are sexually assaulted every single day. Shit. These are the stories you never hear because the culprits almost always go free. Survivors rarely speak, and no one in the military or Congress has done enough to stop it. Right, and that's why they want to pass laws to say that the person over you, which sometimes is the one that's do that, that, that are um, uh, raping people, you need to be able to go to an outside source over their head and not let them be the one to determine if the person that attacks you gets to stay or not because ours are Nobody really gives a fuck. And they don't talk about how many people get reprimanded, how many people get demoted, how many people get kicked out of the army, all because you came forward because nobody wants to deal with it. And the stories are crazy. Like, right. one, this one on the morning of September 20th, two weeks before the warship was due in port, three men ambushed Stovey in a remote storage area of the ship where he'd been sent to get supplies. They threw a black hood over his head, strangled and sodomized him, then left him for dead on a stack of boxes. Stovey told no <laughs> one. He was certain that his attackers, whose faces he had in glimpse, would kill him if he did. He hid in the bathroom until he could contain his panic, panic and tolerate the pain. Then he quietly returned to his post. Stovey says he might have killed himself were it not for his father's imminent arrival. The timing of the visit was almost a miracle. When I saw him, it was the most safe feeling I ever felt in my whole life. Father and son spent the next five days on board the ship, almost certainly being watched by the three attackers. I just kept it inside, Stovey said in a low voice. I couldn't tell him. Wow. The moment a man enlisted in the United States Army, his chances of being sexually assaulted increased by a factor of 10. Women, of course, are much more likely to be victims of military sexual trauma, but far fewer of them enlist. In fact, more military men are assaulted than women. Nearly 14,000 in 2012 alone prior to the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. In the 2011, male-on-male rape victims could actually be discharged for having engaged in homosexual conduct. There's no longer, that's no longer the case, but the numbers show that men are still afraid to report being sexually assaulted. Of course. That must have really been bad. Like, I got raped by a dude? Yeah. Oh, nigga, you gay. You gotta go. What? But what about my, the criminal action? Yeah, what about the criminal action of you fucking another dude? Right. But I was raped. Get out. And don't you come around here flocking your homosexual lifestyle again. Yep, but we don't have it. We don't have, but theory is we only have one gay player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That makes, like, just think about one of the most, in theory, macho um, fields to work in. All men. Right. Think about high school hazing. I've heard stories from people that play high school football, and, like, you ever hear a story, and you, like, they start telling it to you, and you go, I think you were sexually assaulted. Right. You were like, I think that shit is gay, dog. Like, that was like, yeah, part of the ritual was, like, you know, we take people and then we hold them down, man. You, like, stick a broom up their ass. You're like. Right. Dude, I don't think that's going to help you play football any better than you already do. Right. You have to to make your teammate um, bust a nut. (laughs) And 
That's the only way to gain respect on the team. Yeah, dog. Got to lick your balls. You be like, why is we doing this? But Chad. I had to suck 10 dicks. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. 11, the 11 dick was free. But and that's yeah. how I ended up starting, even though I was on JV. Right. But, yeah, if somebody says I am gay, we're going to whoop his ass? Okay. Oh, All Coach right. knew about it. Yeah, Coach, the one, he sanctioned it. He would allow us, you know, time um, before practice to um, see who really was serious about the team. Right. It was a brotherhood. We mm-hmm. brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Good luck. Good luck with that, man. Just Good luck with I'm gonna that. I'm going to give you a pat on the back. <laughs> hey, good luck. Military culture is based upon a tenuous balance of aggression and obedience. The potential for sexual violence exists whenever there is too much of either. New recruits stripped of their free will cannot question authority. A certain kind of officer demands sex from underlings in the same way he demands a pickup of his laundry. A certain kind of recruit rapes his peer in sick mimicry of the power structure. I own you totally. One of the myths is that perpetrators identify as gay, which is by, by and large not the case, said James Asbrand, unfortunate name. A psychologist with the Salt Lake City, Virginia PTSD clinic team is not about sex. It's about power and control. Right. Right. Because what did these guys have on? I'll tell you. Military uniforms. They all looked the same. They all had the same buzz cut. To understand this problem and why it persists 22 years after the Tally Hook scandal, GQ interviewed military officials, mental health professionals, and policymakers, as well as 23 men who are survivors not only of MST, but also of the bureaucracy that has failed to protect them. Trent Smith was a senior aide. He had a direct line to the top being invited over to his house. I just took it as I should go. Looking back, I asked myself, why didn't I do anything? I wasn't, it wasn't like he held me down and tied me up. I didn't want to cross him. I really didn't feel like I had any choice. I just turned 19. It could be my career. I froze and went along with it. Right. Terry Neal. He was in there from 1975 to 1977 in the Navy. The part that I remember before I passed out was somebody said they were going to teach me a lesson. Shit. Richard Welch, Air Force and Army, 1973 to 82. They passed out. Yep. Right. Which means they must have been doing something to him. Right. I was coming in and out of consciousness. He kept saying, you're going to like this. <laughs> Shit. Matthew Owen, Army, 76 to 80. I heard one of them say, get that broom over there by the lockers. Now I'm, I know you know I I love early boondocks. Yeah, uh, a lot of it's definitely inappropriate, but I feel like the young boy saying that shit is gay is definitely appropriate for this story. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gary um, Jones, right? Army, nineteen eighty four to eighty six. Not though. At first, I thought he was playing around. He managed to wrestle me onto my back. I started freaking out. He pinned my arm above my head and my knee in the crook of his arm and covered my mouth with his right hand and looked. It looked at me and said, you will not make a noise. Shit. That's got to suck. I think I would make several. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah, Yeah, because the the structure of the Army, a lot of times when you get in there, because it's a unit, they break people down and tear people up. And like you say, they have this absolute, you obey the chain of command, you obey your commanders. Like, it's this design like that. And like you say, you 18, 19 years old, you don't know much about life. And a lot of the structure is not designed to goddamn help you anyway if you two-tailed. And some of these stories go back to, like, 1960. I can't say please, no. Yeah. Sam Madrid from the the Marines, 62 to 68, when a gunnery sergeant tells you to take off your clothes, you better take off your clothes. You don't ask questions. Um... Why not? Like, especially if I can whoop his ass, I'm definitely going to ask questions. But you have to understand that you, you're thinking from your perspective. You're not thinking from the structure of the Army and, and, yeah, and I don't, the way it's designed. Yeah, I don't even want to, like, I'm, I mean, I get what you're saying. I just don't even, 
want to blame the people that got raped and shit. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm no, not, I'm not blaming them at all. I'm not blaming them. No. I mean, it's like even because I, it's the power structure is drilled into their head so much. Right, that's my point. That I can see you, even if you were the bigger, stronger the person, person in that one-on-one setting, you're not the bigger, stronger person in the framework of the way the military works and you pretty much are powerless when someone that's who had who pulls rank on you is like i'm gonna do this shit and there's nothing you can do about it i think that's one of the reasons i never joined the military yeah because i knew i was too confrontational for somebody to be in my me face. too it's also why i never pledged a fraternity yep same reason i wouldn't be able to do it <laughs> i like i don't know like i respect the people that um have found a way to do that shit i don't have it in me yep. like you start hitting me i don't give a fuck who you are yeah like, like in, any type of hazing yeah it's not gonna work like we can be brothers and learn to be cool without all that you there's know too much there's too much inside of me that is like i don't gotta do this you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like it's just certain shit that like i have like i'm not saying everybody has it maybe everybody does but i know i have it where sometimes certain shit happens in my life where i'm just like why the fuck are y'all doing that we none of us we adults no one has to be able to do that i pay off like you know i remember (laughs) i remember the day i found out you have to pay to be in a fucking sorority or fraternity (laughs) yep (laughs) i was looking at people like they were crazy annually yeah they was like yeah man i i I was like hey man let's go out get something to eat real quick oh man i could but i gotta i gotta pay for my uh you know i'm I'm online right now what that mean Mm -hmm. You mean like AOL? Like right, we we dialing up, dog. Like nah, man, that, that was me too. I didn't know what was happening. I'm pledging Alpha, dog, but uh, you know, I gotta save up my money, man. Well, I mean, can I at least use your car? Well, they using my car right now. For what? Yeah. Well, that's part of the thing. They can use my car. I'm like, dog. Nope, couldn't be me. Man, you need to think about it. Fuck you. For what? <laughs> so they can drive my car? Tell me what to do? Make me say Greek alphabets? Hit me? Nigga, like, are you crazy? Yeah, treat you like shit. To be like, and we brothers now. Yeah. And then you gonna try to dap me up at the end after you done hit me with a paddle. I will fuck you up. <laughs> I will fuck you up, man. Are you serious? Um, no, no offense to those who did this. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Your boy couldn't do it, man. What you want me to do? Lie? I couldn't do it. Look, the only way I can see you doing it is like a grad chapter because they don't do none of that. Yeah, and then they get mad at you for doing that. Oh, he went grad. Yeah, because oh, they don't do the yeah. bullshit. Oh, he went paper. Because them, them niggas got lives and jobs. They're like, I got yeah. shit to do. We can't be here all night long. Nope. Yeah, they they also grown up. We got uh, careers. They on the real reason why fraternities came about. They on some grown up shit. I wonder if they uh do sexual shit in there. You know what Man. I mean? Because it's also that power struggle shit. You know, I've never heard it with the dudes, but I've heard that the women the sororities they make them have sex with the um, you know, the, yeah, the I've male. heard that before too. Um, and especially the ones that's like the the non Greek sororities yeah. that's on campus. Yeah, that they make them have oh, sex with the, the other with the, with the male yeah. counterparts. Yeah, like the little sisters yeah. of the deltas. They make them have sex with the, you know, like the Qs or something. Yeah, dog. I'm like, who want to be down that bad? You used to ask me to like. All I had to do was just hear little shit from people, and I was like, nah. Mm-hmm. Like I fell out Daddy with a, long I fell out with Daddy a dude. Joking. Daddy Longstrom. <laughs> I fell out with a dude that we were going to play basketball, and he was the softball assistant coach, and he was a capper. And I just came in to go shoot around the court, and I didn't realize that their practice wasn't done yet because nobody was in there. They had left to go do something. So I was just shooting around because the gym was empty when I got there, 
And then they came in and I was like, oh shit, you know, like, let me get my ball and go sit down. Before I could even do it, he came running over there like, you get the fuck out the gym. What are you doing? We got the gym until five. I was like, why are you yelling at me, man? Calm down. We got the gym until five. You get the fuck out of here. Uh, all right, man. Just, you know, just chill. I'm leaving. You <laughs> like know. you want to know the plays and give them to their rival. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody cares yeah. about this fucking softball team. I mean, uh, volleyball team except you, but it's cool. I'm leaving. You know, um, so I leave. And maybe like, you know, cause I don't ever forget shit. It's part of my pettiness, part of my makeup. Um, and he didn't apologize. I love your pettiness, by the way. <laughs> you know, I want you to be more petty, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but he didn't apologize. So that's also a big no, no for me. Um, uh, so this nigga came up to me like after we had played ball in the gym together for a couple months and you know, all this shit. Like, you know, he had, we hadn't really spoken, but you know how you just play ball, you get on the team, you just keep playing with whoever's on your team. Mm-hmm. He came up to me one day, he was like, hey, brother, you ever think about pledging Kappa? And I was like, um, <laughs> nah, I don't really think about pledging at all. He's like, man, we need good brothers like you, man. You need to think about it. I was like, but ain't you, um, in the Kappas? It's like, yeah. Nigga, you're not hitting me. I want to hit you now. I want to hit you now, and you haven't done anything other than that one day to me. That I will never forget. There's no fucking way you will ever lay a hand on me and not get hit back. Ever. I don't give a fuck. I'll just be out the group. Yep. You know what I mean? I'll be the reason all the other people online get fucked up. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I will quit before I let a nigga hit me, and I got to pay him. The fuck that's like Justin be the one everybody be whooping Nate, whooping his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Look, everybody know I love the instigation. <laughs> Dog. I started on Saturday. <laughs> my, boy, oh, my boy John was like, man, we should play it together. I was like, as silly as I am and as silly as you are, you'll never make it off the line. I'll be sitting up there like, yeah, say your Greek alphabets, bitch. Say it. Oh, he fucking up, y'all. He fucking up. Like, we'll, yeah, we'll both yeah. die. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That, that wouldn't have ended well. Making us take that silly ass that's, shit That's serious. not how the Greeks say they Greek letters. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Y'all two together is a combo and a half. Y'all, the, yeah. The Greek alphabet, which you will never use again in your life. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, I'm sorry, y'all. Um, Don't write the show. Dana Chipman's Judge Advocate General, 2009-2013, the Army said, the way we socialize people probably has some effect on the incidents. We cut your hair. We give you the same clothes. We tell you that you have no more privacy. You have no more individual rights. We're going to take you down to the bare essence, and then we rebuild you in our image. Jones, I still don't believe I didn't bring this on. I keep telling myself, if only I hadn't had a few beers that night. If only I hadn't invited him back to my room. I tried to resist. He was just so fucking strong. Yeah, but... You invited him back to play Madden or something. Not, right. Not the fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. your fault. That wasn't part of the plan. It's two different things. And the, and the army, if this the image they building people up in, I don't. Well, says, I, don't I feel bad when they get in society. Yeah, I feel like part of you when this shit is happening is like just in disbelief. <laughs> right. And- like, what the fuck are you doing? I can't even believe this. You're not. You claim not to be gay. Yeah. But you're trying to like it's almost like i can't believe you're doing this until it's over then you probably send up to like now it's my fault because i didn't believe 
that they would do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure women go through this same exact struggle right, because every you, single day. Because you're the victim, and a lot of times when it comes to it, the victim blame themselves, even if they had nothing to do with right. it. And it's one of those things, too, is that you have a lot of men that go through the military and don't have this issue at all, but a high, a high percentage of men prop of men get raped because some of these areas it's nothing but men in certain areas women aren't even allowed to be a part of certain troops and go on the front line and all that type stuff so it's some scenarios where it's nothing but men around and when does society get where you shame the person that's a victim not i mean and not when just has in it rape, not been like that right but not when just in rape not? but yeah, it's always been that way right we're just now getting to a point where people thinking that it might be something else like it's you know what i mean like we're just getting to the point where we start going Maybe it's not an innocent black man's fault that he got shot. And have a society still like, nah, it's his fault. That's fucked up, man. I know, man. It's crazy. Right. If you, yeah, anything. De- de- depends on, uh, for me, regardless, if you are a victim, society is just designed to go, it's your fault. Um, Welch says, there's nothing I could have done except never majority in the military. Charles Big O, Army 6669. Said, I've lo- I've told my psychologist maybe it's my fault because I'm gay. I was looking for friendship, companionship, some kind of emotional connection with somebody. They were predators. They knew what they saw in me, and that allowed them to be that way. Y'all also wonder how much of this is because it's don't ask, don't tell. People still know, like, oh, this guy's gay. Right. And then, like, you know, I'm horny. There's not enough women around. Right. That's when I get around, I'm going to have sex with this dude, even if I got to rape him. And he better not tell anybody because one, he's not supposed to be gay. Right. And two, um, I'm his, I'm over him, you know? Mm-hmm. That power thing. Michael F. Matthews, Air Force 73 to 85 said, afterward, they started kicking the shit out of me and said, if I, if you ever tell anybody, we'll be, come back and get you. And it was like the angels were singing because I realized I wasn't going to die. Later, I wished I had. Cole Welsh, Army 2007, 2000, I mean, 2002, 2007. I had actually let the assault go because I didn't want it to interfere with my career. I wanted to be an officer, and I just said, bad experience, won't let that happen again. But there was some residual damage. A month and a half later, I was brought into a room with about nine officers and told, you tested positive for HIV. I was, oh. I was removed from the military and signed out within a day. I was in complete shock. Damn. Yep. James Asbrand, a psychologist, said, there's the fear that if other people know this about me, well, then my life is over. No one's going to want to be around me. They'll know that I'm less of a man. Neil said, one of the doctors said to me afterwards, son, men don't get raped. What? Mm-hmm. And John McDonald said, I'm going to have to cut this short. I'm not going to be able to do this interview. This is really causing some flashback and triggers. I'm already having a panic attack. You're asking some serious questions that I'd rather just cancel it here. And they changed the names of like pretty much almost all these people. Right. Um. So, yeah, man, it's just sad that. You know, cat that that people are doing this shit, man, and, and uh, it's even worse that because of like the macho stereotypes of masculinity and being a man in the army, people aren't even coming forward with the stories until now. I mean, some of these things happened over forty years ago, right? And and yeah. people are damaged for the rest of their lives off of this. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um. Oh, we. Oh. <laughs> And this kind of ties into it. Uh, the modeling world for men also has a lot of sexual assault and shit. I believe that too. 
Terry Richardson Studio behavior sparked the fashion world com- world conversation about the sexual harassment of female models. Meanwhile, their male counterparts are getting manhandled regularly, but can boys can the boys fend for but can't boys fend for themselves? On a recent September weekday during New York's Fashion Week shows, that spring 2015 collections, editors, buyers, and other hot shows on the male side of the fashion world, most of them gay men who all seem to know one or one another. Many of them in the uh, mid-thigh tailored shorts and sockless oxfords milled through a series of rooms in Industria, uh, Industria, the photo studios in downtown Manhattan. Lubricated with drinks from a free bar, they perused presentations from various designers. In every room, male models, almost uniformly tall, real thin, white, northern European-looking, 20-somethings, stood in formations nearly immobile, uh, their chiseled cheek faces, and passive industry types examined and occasionally approached them, filling the fabric of their form-fitting garments and sometimes turning back lapels or hems to look at the stitch in their construction. And one show, the designer himself ushered over two other men to look at the details of the pieces worn by one model. The two men accompanied the designer murmured and nodded their hairs appreciatively. Then as the trio was walking away, the designer gently and briefly caressed the model's neck. It was a gesture that, whatever its intentions, clearly had nothing to do with the stitching or the construction. Of course not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they just kind of went on. It's a New Yorker article, so it's, like, extremely long. But it just kind of went on on how these dudes get sexually harassed. and mm-hmm. you know, They probably get their balls cupped. I mean, all jokes, because, you know, a lot of stuff that they do. balls cupped? Yeah, mm-hmm. if they do the underwear modeling. You know what I'm saying? And things like that, where they come out and they draws and shit like that. Like, who knows what other things that, you know, happen behind the scenes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you saying Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch could have been assaulted? Could have been. Could have had his balls cut. Yeah. Calvin Klein's and underwear. those underwear. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. But men don't get raped or anything, so there's no need to report that. Nope. No need to worry, y'all. No need to worry. Uh, here's a story. Uh, in Italy. Police in Italy said a husband who reported a burglary in a burglar in his home had actually discovered his wife's secret lover. Oh my! Investigators said the pizza man called police when he discovered a man in his bedroom while he was in bed with his wife, and officers arrived in time to chase down the man. However, once the burglar was apprehended, police discovered the man was not an attempted thief, but rather the secret lover of the homeowner's wife. (laughs) Oh, my. The man had intended to surprise the woman with a late night visit and fled when he discovered the woman's husband was home. (laughs) Police said the revelation led to a physical altercation between the two men. Officers had to pull them apart, but was unclear whether any charges resulted from the incident. (laughs) Yeah. That sucks. Especially because their local paper titled the article cucko calls cops oh that's the, that's fucked up man Real <laughs> fucked up. it ain't like he knew but uh yeah man that's who the fuck is this uh what are you trying to steal you didn't take nothing try to steal your ah. wife try to steal some of your wife pussy <laughs> in. won't be honest about it but since i can't do that trying to break it into that ass oh, Lord. <laughs> i mean that's I mean, I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't be cool with it. Um, here's something Karen sent me that was on funky.neva.com. That, you know, real good source of news. Uh, apparently Ricky Smiley. And I saw y'all were talking about this a lot on Twitter. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, on Facebook, Karen. My Facebook lit up. I put that story up there, and it, and it just lit up. I was like, God damn, this must be the topic of the day. Yeah, I must not know much about this because I don't listen to Ricky Smiley or whatever radio show he's on. But if Ricky Smiley sprays Cheryl Underwood for putting Queens of Comedy on blast, say she's just as shady. They got like a video. Yeah, yeah I'm playing it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, you see me skating in the streets. Go. Oh. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I wanna... <laughs> it's the news. Oh, black people. Baby. Woo. Oh, Lord. I ain't never heard this one. Don't touch that down because it's got jam on it. Oh, <laughs> playing the hits on the ones with the ones. Right. On the wheels of steel. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. And somebody on Twitter said that uh, these girls be lying when they talk about all my friends are male. What's up with that, Gary and Claudia? Uh, wait, wait. She said all her- my I have all guy friends. No, we're friends. Yeah, all yeah. guy friends. You ain't got no girlfriend. Wait, the girlfriend on the- Twitter. Somebody said these lying women talking about all these all my friends guys. Yeah, it's a, a lot of women can get along better with men, just like I get along better with women. It's possible. Okay, go on with your tea. <laughs> All right, the tea is brought to you by Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile now offers you double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Unlimited talk and text, and now with double the data starting at only $35 a month, visit BoostMobile.com or your local Boost Mobile retailer for the details. What's up, Gary? Good morning, Claudia. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. It's Friday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and here's what's happening in Sol- By the way, isn't, this is exactly, exactly why, why I, I hate the radio. I was about to say that shit, too. This is exactly why I hate goddamn regular radio. It took radio. them a minute and ten seconds to get to this. You don't like the beat in the background? Could you imagine oh. if this is what, how we did our shit? Look at that body. Look at that body. Right. Could you imagine if this is how we did our show and shit? It's just a bunch of damn instrumentals in the background with us having to damn uh do a bunch of cuts and edits and shit, man. Like, and oh. now do you Karen? Yeah. <laughs> they Karen like, oh, and I have on a, a blanket. And now do you ride? I know. Right. God, this man. Is pointless. Uh, uh, All these random ass sounds and beats and horns. Ain't nobody saying shit. I know. Waka, 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 waka. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we back right now, man. And right now from the Subway Fresh Take Hotline. Right. We're going to call in to the, we're using the Sprint mobile phone app on your shoulder. Don't forget, brought to you by Apple, Motorola, ah. and Sprint. Verizon. <laughs> yeah, don't forget to don't forget to get that Ford, that new yeah. Ford car. Sponsored that, by the new iPhone 6, even though you can get the iPhone 5, 5C, 5S for mm-hmm. only $10 right now. Talking into my new Lay's Potato Chips microphone. <laughs> and these pop filters brought to you by Old Redenbacher. Brought to Old you. Redenbacher. <laughs> when you want to pop, but you can't stop. Brought to you by New Celebrity Leaks, where all the new photos are right there on Black Sports Online. <laughs> you know, online. <laughs> brought to you by Robert Littal from Black Sports Online. We're going to go to the Black Sports Online teleconference hotline. Let's go. <laughs> God, what the fuck? And now with the Celebrity News, brought to you by Celebrity News. <laughs> Using my brand new iPad that mm-hmm. I got from the Apple iStore that also sells Windows components, but you know. Right. <laughs> now we're going to cut to uh, whole news, brought to you by KY Jelly. <laughs> KY Jelly, get it at your local KY Jelly distributors. New sponsor of right. Oxygen, uh, also known as Bad Girls Club. Yep. Listen, in, uh, we're going to give you the love and hip-hop 
Hollywood Review brought to you by Chicken Wings. Brought to you by Chicken Wings. Make sure you get your chicken wings at your local food places that you can buy chicken wings from. Also brought to you by Pregnancy Test. Ah, <laughs> ah. Anyway. Let me lose. Ricky, your friend and comedian, Miss Cheryl Underwood, was on her show yesterday to talk. She revealed something, Ricky, that everybody was shocked about. Now, she talked about, you know, um, a while back ago when she was, um, the Queens of Comedy was starting up, she was asked to be on the Queens, you know, to join the Twins, the Queens of Comedy with Monique, Laura Hayes, and, um, some more. Well, they called her and, you know, she was, they were going to do a conference call. So she said, well, you know, child, with her being a professional woman, that she, she said, let me call on into this conference call early, honey, and see what these girls, you know, get, you know, to see what they're going to talk about. And here's what went down. So I dialed into this call. And what I hear is, and Monique is not on this call, I hear some more Adele Givens and Laura Hayes talking about me. Oh my God. Oh, this call. I can't take it. What's going to happen? <laughs> I hear discussions about my appearance. I hear discussions about my ability. Why is she going to be a part? What do we need her for? And this is my recollection of this call. And I was uh, startled and hurt. Uh, but I, I, I have to say this. I, I, I was so shocked and hurt that I could not unmute my phone and go, hey, bitch, I hear you. <laughs> After I listened to all this, and, and, and I want every woman to hear this, I was bruised, mm-hmm. but I wasn't broken. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So, to this day, they did not know that I was on this call. Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. Well, well yeah. Uh, uh, it, gets, it gets catty, catty like that in the comedy game. But, and I, and, and I'm, I'm not saying this in their defense, but Cheryl Underwood be doing some little stuff, too. Now, you do a show with Cheryl Underwood, she'll get there early, like she jumped on that conference call early and change the order of the show, stay on stage all night and won't come off, manipulate other comedians and promoters and stuff. And then she did some some stuff with Tom Joyner and Steve Harvey going in between show. Well, let me be on your show playing people against each other. Me and her had a falling out, too, about some little trifling stuff that she did. So let's, let's just just be clear. You know, Cheryl Underwood got some little, little, little some little uh, shady side of her that she need to work out or whatever. So Ooh, well, we I don't know try. what happened on that call. I went on that call, and yeah, I believe that happened. That that could happen. She had no reason to lie about that. But yeah. let me just say, I have some bad experiences with Cheryl Underwood. Is reason why we don't do shows together. So all of us got some stuff that we need to work on. Ricky with the T. Well, we gonna pray, y'all. <laughs> I, just, no, I, just, I just I just keep it real. You know, don't be coming out out them and you be doing stuff too. She, right. she get to, we did a show at the at Constitution Hall in DC and she got there. Everything was already set in stone because I believe in out of all you're getting, get an understanding and do all things decent and in order. You don't go in and change the order of a show. Okay. Especially when you're not the headliner and it's not your show. You ain't running stuff, and that's what she does. She go in like she running stuff, and that's what we fell out about. We cool now. But yeah. I'm just keeping it real now. Here, she keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. The color today, y'all, is one of my favorite fall colors. My color today is dark forest. On the high end, you say dark forest, and on the low end, say navy blue. Oh, ain't that nice? Y'all <laughs> give it up again with the team. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs>
Coming up next, y'all, we got Wale in the building. Wale up next. Ricky Smiley the morning show. It's the Ricky Smiley morning show. Nah, that was the that was the Anheuser Busch huh. uh, clip of the Fresh day. Hot take hour. Fresh brought to you by Hot Takes from Hot Pockets. Make sure you guys go down and pick up two for five dollar Hot Pockets right. at your local Walmart's, Kroger's, or Bilo. And you can now get Taco Bell's paint. Taco mm-hmm. Bell paint. They now selling it two for five dollars. Decorate your walls with Taco Bell. All the different foods you want on your wall, you can just look at them and make them let it make you hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about to buy chicken coop. Yep. Brought to you by HBO's newest TV show, True Detective Season Two, starring Eddie Murphy and Adam Sandler. Make right. sure you guys check it out. It's coming to you live. Brought, Brought to you by that new show called Blackish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brought to you by Tyler Perry. More movies, less acting. <laughs> <laughs> More movies, no writing. <laughs> Let's cut to the traffic. Let's get our traffic update coming out now. Weather on the ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, what y'all think about that? Because, honestly, I don't have much opinion other than it seemed like he was just making shit worse while trying to act like he wasn't. That's true now. Now, I agree with you on that one. I was wondering why she's bringing up old shit. Mm-hmm. But like she still really that bitter? Like you really? No, you no hurt? because um, when they was doing the view, they was. I think the thing was like they was. Everybody was like, "Well, let's tell a secret or something that nobody knows," mm-hmm. and that was what she bought up doing their discussion. Yeah, but that secret, like not one, like you know what? I brushed my teeth in the shower, like not like. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it had to be a secret where you slandering other people and you brought up a hurt moment. Yeah, you know all the other people's secrets was real nice and shit. True. You know, I secretly. Love my husband. I just love him even more today than I ever did mm. before. Yeah. Oh, uh, what, what's your secret? Oh, my secret is that my kids will forever be the joy of my life. Oh, wow. Oh, Cheryl, what's your secret? Let me tell you about these trifling heifers. Uh, first of ah. all, <laughs> um, uh, it looks like Paula Dean apologized again. And for what? Are, for her racism. Oh, On why, the Today why? Show. Why is you still apologizing, honey? Go on over there and and and, and um, uh, make your money off on your own network. Yeah, um, uh, I think she just worried. She worried that that, that shit ain't gonna take off. The sales must not be what they need to be right now. Ooh, it's been okay. over a year since her admission in the midst of the harassment and discrimination lawsuit. That yes, of course she'd used racial slurs a very long time ago. Of course. And yes, she'd be playing, she's playing a wet, a wedding cast of African American staffers to represent a certain era in American history. But it wasn't just her behavior in the ostensibly distant past that surprised and alienated so many of her fans. It was an outright weird response. In June 2013, right before she was set for an appearance on Today, she did the unthinkable and bailed on Matt Lahr, leaving him to announce that she was a no-show. She showed up a week later in a segment Today itself categorized as bizarre. Her representatives, meanwhile, issued a statement explaining her use of the N-word by pointing out the incident occurred at a time in American history, which was quite different than today. Yeah, 1986. Remember how crazy it was back then? Mm-hmm. A bit of reach considering that was 1986. And then for the capper, she released a clumsy trio of videos on YouTube where she referred to obliquely hurtful language and said, I beg your forgiveness for her missteps. She was dumped by Food Network. Almost instantly, allowed several of her endorsement and branding deals, including Walmart, Target, and what either understandably uh, referred to as a career free fall. But uh, she back now, and she was crying and shit. So, all right. Oh yeah, she's trying to get that money. Mm-hmm. Um, what else are we gonna talk about? 
uh i don't even know where to stand on this there's a girl that has three boobs and everyone has sent me her fucking video <laughs> like apparently she supposedly has three boobs uh from plastic surgery she got it because she wants to be famous but she doesn't want men to be attracted to her or some stupid shit like that which i don't uh, even know how that works because if you got either. if you got three titties i just want to motorboat them twice as bad like you know like now Brendan. now i can twit twit titty fuck you twice i don't i don't get why a man would see three titties and be like ew no not for me <laughs> Like three titties, that's like fifty percent more titty than everybody else. We want to see it now. Huh? Yeah, we, right I definitely now. want to see it. Yeah, now I definitely want to see your titties. I didn't want to before. Now you've seen it all over the internet, Facebook, and Twitter. This type of woman's cosmetic surgery story has gone viral after she claims she got a third breast tonight. She finds herself at the center of a social media whirlwind over the reasons of why she went under the knife. And a lot of people are scrutinizing the doctor who would perform this kind of operation. Senior's reporter Charles Belay spoke to the woman in an interview. You'll see only on 10, she says she's willing to pay the price for fame. She's an internet sensation, Jasmine Tridevil, the 21-year-old woman from Tampa who claims to have had a third breast implanted. Her video on YouTube has almost a million hits, and her pictures on Facebook have gone global. Tonight, an exclusive interview with 10 News. I figured people would be skeptical, um, but it's true. I actually recorded the surgery, and it's going to be on the show. Okay, so people can actually see it. Yep. Jasmine agreed to the interview under the condition we discuss only her self-produced show she hopes will be picked up by a cable network. And when we asked to... The fuck is the name of the show going to be? Right. The three, t- <laughs> three Tits of Love or... You know what I mean? Like, because... All My Titties. Yeah. All My Titties. <laughs> <laughs> Sex in the Titty. Mm-hmm. Ah. Raise your hand if you got an extra nipple. <laughs> Third breast... Can you hold it up a little longer so we can get a better shot of it? I don't, like, I don't feel comfortable doing that just yet. Okay. Because that's, like, that's also going to be on my show where I'm actually walking out on the beach with this top on, and I want to save that. Some of the comments from the public have been cruel. Jasmine says she predicted that, but she's willing to do whatever it takes to be famous. Dr. Dan Greenwald of Bayshore Plastic Surgery. What said, were people saying? I wonder. You three titty bitch. <laughs> Look, three fa- three famous. Your extra titty, no nipple habit. As <laughs> that raises red flags. I think it's very extreme, and that leads me to wonder why she needs this attention. Is there something? Is there some instability? Is there something psychologically? Lacking? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> there is. She's definitely not sleeping on the stomach. Of course. Or out of balance for this person. And Jasmine's reaction to that? I, I saw it coming. Okay, Jasmine says the only way the doctor would perform this surgery is if she didn't name him. Dr. Greenwald is... By the way, my favorite part of this interview is when he basically asked to see her titties. Right. <laughs> There's no other interview that's going to happen. Let me see it to Yeah, like he... like. You don't normally see the anchor go out and do live on the scene, but he was like, I got to see them titties for myself, man. Sorry. I know we normally send a black dude out in the rain, but I'm going to do it myself today. What ha- what happens if it if it deflates? I don't know, kid. I don't think it's real at all. I don't even think it's a fake titty. Yeah, they said it's not real. Yeah. Highly skeptical. 
saying he doesn't see how it's physically possible because there isn't enough of a flush envelope for the implant. Jasmine says the proof is in the video, and you'll see it in her show. To be continued, live in the newsroom tonight, I'm Charles Belay, 10 News. Yeah, so they've talked to, like, doctors and shit that say they don't believe the titty is real. Um, so, there you go, guys. Yeah. Titty might not be real, guys. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they've been saying it's fake that, um, like, her luggage got stolen or something. Mm-hmm. The police did inventory of her luggage and it had, like, boob prosthetics. Oh, well, there you go, man. I didn't even know that. Uh, so, um, have you heard about this guy who is afflicted with a very curious, um, condition where he, um, has orgasms like up to six times per, per, per minute or something like that? Turquoise told my secret. He has a hundred, oh, hundred orgasms per day. <laughs> D- this ain't on that, that, uh, I'm gonna get me that, extra uh, prosthetic dick. Oh, I'm oh, God. <laughs> this ain't on that sex show we watch where they talk uh, about the strange sex. Strange sex? No, mm-hmm. it's not that. Here's a video of him. He's just walking. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Father of two, oh. Dale Decker, suffers from a rare oh. and seemingly incurable condition oh. that leads to him suffering up to 100 unwanted orgasms a day. <laughs> There's nothing pleasurable about it because even though it might physically feel good, the whole time inside your mind, you're completely disgusted by what's going on. And depending on where you're at, if you're in public, if you're in front of kids, if you're around strangers, I mean, it, it can make a person break real fast. The 37-year-old is the first man to ever speak publicly about the condition known as Persistent Sexual Arousal Syndrome, or PSAS, and he says it's ruining his life. When you're on your knees at your father's funeral, at his casket, and you're saying goodbye to him, and then you have nine orgasms right there. (laughs) 